Welcome to episode 19 of The Power of Practice. An interview with Mark McDermott. Welcome to The Power of Practice podcast with Matthew Tweedy. Discover how to leverage the potential of your unconscious mind so you can create an abundant and empowered existence. Here's your host, Matthew Tweedy. Cool. Mark McDermott, welcome and thank you for joining me. (laughs) Pleasure. And we were just speaking a moment ago off air about um, exciting, exciting uh, turn of events and some changes occurring. So please share with me. I'm really curious because I haven't heard yet. Well, as you know, um, when I was on the master uh, trader program with you last year, I was uh, talking about working in prisons, which has become quite an interesting niche for me. It's not one that I looked for, that's for sure, but it's the one that came to me. Uh, I work with a lot mm-hmm. of children as well and and a lot of work in prisons. So those are the two kind of things that I do a lot of at the moment. Uh, and it started out just in one prison and then it's ended up being in, uh, there's, a, there's at least half a dozen now that we work in mm-hmm. and it's spreading. And we also get the occasional calls from, from elsewhere. So a couple of weeks ago, I had an hour Skype with um, basically someone representing the Ministry of Justice in holland mm-hmm. and they've heard about wow. the rise up program and which is what it's called and they're mm-hmm. very interested and very excited about the possibilities of putting it through the the dutch prison system so they yeah they're serious they, they took an hour uh, to speak to me and then they had a couple of follow-up questions a couple of days later and now they're actually sending someone over on the 8th of april to come into the prison with us and actually see what goes down for themselves Ah. And that's really quite exciting. It's moving quite quickly. And then they've got a meeting on the 11th to discuss it. And then after that, who knows? It's time to rock and roll, you know. Um, Mm. For sure, putting it in all the Dutch prisons would be a significant step up in terms of finance. You know, we're talking about a franchise uh, and, and obviously a lot more sort of consultancy orientated work rather than direct interfacing which is kind of where, mm-hmm. where the plan was all along was to get to that stage. So it'd be funny if it ends up being in Holland instead of the UK, but whoever wants it, you know. <laughs> yeah. All about supply and demand, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. And if that's where it goes, you know, I, I'm just looking to fill in my time in between my training courses and build that up uh, slowly. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, the whole business is going in the right direction for me, given yeah. the, the time and the space that I, I put into it. And, you know, all the plans that I made in 2016 when I became a trainer, I made five-year plan as part of that, as, as everyone does. Um, I was very, mm-hmm. very detailed because I was very invested in the program. You know, I've traveled from the UK to uh, to Australia to do it. It's quite a commitment in terms of finance mm. and, and time and everything. And obviously, I shut down my business to go to, to Australia each time, effectively. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. The whole purpose is to to get going. So everything in the first three and a half years of that five-year plan is behind me now. It's done. So that kind of means wow. that the big scary goal that I set for the fifth year is is heading towards me. Um, and yet all <laughs> I'm doing each day is just little steps because, as you know, there are no big steps 
it's just about consistency. Yeah. Effort. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and for I guess I've got a bit of background from chatting to you late late in um, 2019 when when we first um, met and, and you know um, struck up our friendship. But tell me more about I guess for for the listeners that that don't know about Rise Up. I guess it'd be re- it's really I, I found it fascinating if you could just share I guess an overview of where you started. Um, I think it'd be brilliant. Yeah. Well. Um... One of my one of my best friends, uh, he's he's effectively come up with the the initial idea for the Rise Up program. Um, mm-hmm. He has a, a long and colourful past, uh, mm-hmm. which includes a little bit of time in Jamaican jail, uh, which is not very pleasant. And, no, and it completely changed his whole life. Actually, going there that was a complete mm-hmm. turnaround for him. He stopped being a steroid injecting madhead. And became the cuddly mm-hmm. teddy bear that he now is. Um, mm-hmm. And he realised that he'd just been making choices along the way that were uh, not consistent with his own congruent self. So along the way, he met someone who who gave him a book, which I can't remember off the top of me head by a swami, someone mukta, something or other, um, along the lines Swoop of the Swoop the Nanda, is it? Swami, Swami that's, Swoop that's, Yeah, that's, that that sounds like the one. Yeah, something like yeah. Where Are You Going was the I book. have heard um, of him. Yeah, so yeah. Yep. so he read that and it, it completely changed him. He realised that where he was going was not where he wanted to be. And, and after all, when you're 50, 60, 70, you can't still be going around <laughs> acting like a madhead because that just doesn't work. Mm, mm. Um, and he changed it all around and then he thought this would be a good thing to go with into prisons and to start to show people how to make consistent use of what's available to them in terms of choice and control. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then just give them the information, not go in there saying, you know, reform, because that's the last thing that they want. We'd just be another goody two-shoes going in there, trying to tell them to settle down, get a job, and stay out of trouble, you know, and that's not that's not going to work with certain people. Um, mm, mm. What, what does work really is is giving them informed choices and part of that my part in that is to show them how they can control the way that they think the way that they feel and therefore the behavior that they produce so it's all mm. stuck around uh, a thing called the hero's journey by joseph campbell uh, which is a great mm-hmm. book if anyone wants to get that i think it's called the hero of a thousand faces and he's the world's eminent uh, mythologist he studied all the myths that have ever been written uh, and come to the conclusion that it's the same 12-step story every single time. So all Hollywood movies are made on this. Um, mm-hmm. And we run them through 12 sessions, each one of which is is one of those steps. But then we have a whole sequence of things that we go through with them at each step of the journey. Um, ah. So tomorrow when I go in, I'm, I'm on my way to Bristol uh, to go back into to there tomorrow. And we're at stage eight tomorrow, which is always a really exciting stage for me to take them through it's called death and mm. rebirth so this is the moment mm-hmm. that the the person that used to exist right up until tomorrow morning doesn't have to continue to exist and the person that ah. hasn't existed yet is completely undefined so what do you want it to be rise of the phoenix right it totally is it's called rise up for a reason and and we've ah. already taught them by this point we've taught them like things like the communication model dilts logical mm-hmm. levels um, mm-hmm. drama triangles, uh, Jahari mm-hmm. windows, lo- lots of different ways of, of looking at 
you know, good life model, stuff like that. But also along mm-hmm. there, we've also been using both sides of the brain. So we also mm-hmm. take in musicians, there's rap artists, there's classical musicians, there's gong baths. These guys have gong baths and there's nothing quite like mm. seeing a load of like massive guys covered in scars and tattoos lying down with a gong bath on the go, you know, and say, <laughs> oh, it was really nice. <laughs> it's just really kind of, wow. Uh, they make lanterns, they make lovely lanterns out of papier-mâché mm. and all this. And, you know, they're fighting to have them in their, in their cells you know, and to give them to the, the their kids outside on visiting and stuff like that. So so lots and lots mm-hmm. of stuff to do with the mind. Obviously, while they're making lanterns, they're talking. And mm-hmm. and when they're just mm-hmm. having a cup of coffee, it's not just having a cup of coffee. It's that's where the real talk happens, you know. And that's where we start mm. to learn how their programs are operating and, and get to subtly inject a little bit here and there along the way that helps to to move them forwards. And I guess the, for for some people when they get out, um, they're staying out, which is mm-hmm. what, which is what we want. Ultimately, we want people to stay out. Um, yeah. and we're starting to get constant feedback from people who are saying, you know, I've been out for 18 months now. Um, I'm, I'm with my family and my friends and we're getting on for the first time in years. Um, mm-hmm. that, that person who told us that was actually in jail for robbing all his family and friends. So for him to actually change, wow. it's not just that he's changed, you understand. He's realized that perception is projection. And he's also yep. changed their projections onto him so that they could accept yes. him back in. You understand what's going on there? So we, we, we're getting like quite a lot of feedback now. It's all highly monitored all the way through. Um, but this is really exciting, you know, because if we can get more and more people to do that. Oh, by the way, if they stay out for, a, you know, a year or so and they start mm-hmm. to get back in touch, then the bigger picture of this is that we could then start looking at training them up and sending them back in. Mm. I mean, who better to reintegrate? Them? Well, they can go back into or the re- and do the work and utilize everything that they've, that they've learned um, with that, with that level of rapport, right. Of being, okay, I, I'm where I came from where you are and this is the way out. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, who better to listen to yeah. than that? So, yeah, that's right. So the whole project rise up is, is, is geared towards that bigger picture where in the end it's, it's it's them that are delivering and we're more mm-hmm. the overview mm-hmm. and you know if they come and do my training so they do that side of it then they get that training and obviously they can work in the prisons and outside of the prisons they've you know that they've got a qualification as well which they can run with mm. and it's decent money absolutely yeah yeah so it's all, uh, certainly a win-win right uh well that's what i'm into i'm totally into win-win scenarios mm. that's that's what i'm interested in I'm mm. not really interested in anything else. I haven't, I haven't got much time for that. For sure. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. And, I, and, and you know, people speak about rewarding work, but I, I can't really think of something much re- more rewarding. I mean, working, I, I, I love what I do, which is working with clients that aren't in, in you know, that situation. But to, to be working with someone that's that many steps behind the eight ball, so to speak, um and 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 often i guess yeah just just they they never really had a fair go i mean I, 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 many many would but many would not at the same time is that fair to say yeah but on top of that or, and on top of that there's a there's a big uh, difference between what the media presents as mm-hmm. a prison population and what it actually is so for example in the uk mm. um 
you know, a very large number of the women that are in UK prisons are are in there for um, escaping domestic violence. And that's why they're mm. in prison, because the law says if you um, assault somebody else, you go to jail. And that's the law. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the fact that it's just someone's little old mum that got abused for 28 years and finally cracked up is not, mm. well, until, until the last few months actually was not really able to be taken into account. But it has been just a few months back with one person. So that's now set a legal precedent through which other women okay. can argue the the toss about it 10 percent of women are in uk jails because they haven't paid the tv license fee which is absolutely insane yeah i remember when 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 you first mentioned that to me i i i was completely gobsmacked to think (laughs) and that that's that's to do with a a tv license in the uk correct yeah yeah the the government uh the bbc part of it bbc license yeah you have to have one where even if you don't watch bbc so yeah, it's insane though because it's obviously poor people who are less likely to pay the license fee as well. So, so yeah, and then there's there's people who make all sorts of um, you know momentary decisions that that are probably if they made that decision any other day it wouldn't have ended up where they are, but because they made the decision that day in that circumstance, they are. And don't get me wrong, mm. there's a few people in there that well and truly deserve to be there. And they're, yeah, they're yeah, the first yeah. people to say it as well, you know, they say, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong, I deserve to be in jail. I did this and that and the other, you know, so that's fair enough. Mm. But even mm. those people have the right to change because one guy right. recently um, said that, because it's, it's that death and regeneration moment. It's that, that session is so exciting because when one person goes through, it kind of takes the rest of them with them. And, and, and there's usually mm. like you know if you've got sensory acuity <laughs> it tends to go through this pattern they withdraw mm-hmm. completely from the group and they go very very mm-hmm. quiet and then they go pale mm-hmm. and then they go red mm-hmm. and then they start shaking <laughs> and i'm watching all this go down but i'm not going to say anything until they say something then there's usually mm-hmm. a lot of expletives because they get a rush <laughs> as they see what it's all about and then when they mm-hmm. calm down from that, that's when they start to say things like, you know, I shouldn't be here. Well, I should be here, but I shouldn't be here. I should be with, you know, my daughter. I should be with my grandkids. I should be playing on the beach and buying them ice creams. I, you know, that's it. I retire. Mm. And I didn't even mm. know, I didn't even know you could retire. <laughs> <laughs> that was a new concept to me. And then, But that person that I just mm. briefly mentioned there, he's out now and he's with his daughter and he's with his granddaughters and he's retired. And that's fantastic. It. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause he had that moment where he, yeah. but while he's having that moment and nobody's ever seen him act like that before, then no. someone else on the other side of him just said, well, I just wanted to be a structural engineer. And then they're all staring at him go, what? <laughs> and, then, and it's, it's like, like uh, popcorn, right? Yeah, no, totally. It totally is like, I mean, yeah. Just dead, yeah. dead exciting. Cause after that, it's yeah. all forward facing. It's all the create your future process after that. It's like, okay, right. so you're here, where do you want to be? You know, and how do we insert that and we install that in the timeline in the future and we work out a bit of a basic plan and show them how to do the planning and everything so that they can carry on without us. Mm. Yeah. And then we, of course we tell them to go and teach everyone else as well. So Ooh, and they I do. Think... Sorry, I think I lost you there, Mark. Hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. At, Sorry, uh, you, 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 you were just saying I, I lost audio for a moment there. Go ahead. Uh, I was just, I think the final part of what I was saying was that we encourage them to teach everyone else as well. 
So once mm-hmm. they know what, mm-hmm. you know, how, how this system works, how they work, how their mind operates, how they, you know, all of that 11 billion in and, and seven plus or minus two things is all they get and all of that sort of stuff, they then teach other people. Mm-hmm. So so when we were in uh, Liverpool a few weeks back, someone further down the wings yelled out at us. And when we turned around, he had our little course manual and he's holding it up in the air and I'm showing this guy now, I'm showing this guy, rise up, and the, you know. <laughs> And then, and then someone else shouts, rise up. And that's becoming quite common now. When we walk through a prison, sometimes they'll see us out the window and just yell, rise up out the window. You know? <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And the staff yeah. are obviously onto it because people are quieter on the wings when we're around. So that's, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. very measurable. That's very noticeable. You know, even we have people that do not, you know, they don't, they don't communicate or they're just completely withdrawn. Uh, while they're in there mm. and then they come in mm-hmm. with us for you know within an hour they're jumping up and down and and writing rap songs and being very loud and raucous and it's all part of the first day's fun because we, we we go to them quite hardcore and then we back off mm. from that so we kind of meet them where they are and then we kind of back off from it so at first some prisons have been a bit like whoa that's you know well, there's a lot of swearing going down there all of a sudden, but it's only right at the beginning when that's what they're doing. So we're just mirroring and matching in effect, and then yeah, and then yeah, you've got to, to get that are. rapport right. Oh, uh, if we don't do it in the first session, they'll go and tell everyone else it's rubbish, and that's the end. Yeah, that <laughs> makes a lot of sense. So, they yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And to the untrained eye, they, 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 it would be difficult to to, to actually decodify what's happening, but. Clearly, you you have your you have a, a an understanding of where you're headed. Yeah, and the people that were frankly against it in the first place are actually totally on board and totally on our side now. So they totally get it, and that that's the thing. Cool. You know? Now they're saying, "Can the yeah. guards have it?" I think they really should. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, because they they could they could be um, inductively and 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 I guess covertly assisting people to to move through whatever that wherever they are right yeah 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 and it's down to the training as well you know if you if you taught that everyone's really devious and manipulative and even if they're being friendly they're not and then Mm. and then you've got that projection when you walk around the wings then that's what you're going to get isn't it you know that's such a good point too though i mean it's um um, that kind of projection in um, you see it in um in the world out outside of a prison Absolutely. but when when you think about in there it's just it's amplified 10 to the power of 10 or beyond right yeah absolutely you know no one wants to show any weakness or anything so it, it can end to mm. escalations into things that really you know any sane person with a reasonable amount of skill would never have taken it there in the first place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's just i'm it. really I'm really curious, um, going back to that moment, because it's it's such a beautiful visual where you 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 mentioned how there's there are those those moments when you're using your sensory acuity and you see what that that I guess you 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 mapped it out. I'm paraphrasing, so yeah. my, uh, mind me if I'm if I'm um, not as on point. But from um, the withdrawal to you know going pale to then. The shaking and what do you put that down to neurologically? Just even if it, you know, just from a uh, from a, a lay perspective. I mean, I, I, I 
it's so fascinating, but there's something powerful. Is it is it parts that have been in conflict or like, you know, just yeah, I mean, what do you what do you see there as you observe? Um, have you ever kind of thought about languaging it in a in, in, in a specific way of what you're seeing? I think and this is just, just my opinion, you know, because the pa- of course. the pattern is there and it's there whether it's mm. in, in Garth, in Liverpool, in style, in Risley, in, mm-hmm. uh, in all of them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same thing yes. happens. I, it, it seems to me that the first part is they have a, I'm trying to keep my language really clean here, um, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. but a bit of a, you know, oh shit moment because mm-hmm, the mm-hmm, realisation mm-hmm. of whatever it is that's going to come out in a couple of minutes hits them and, it, mm. and, and they, they pop outside of, of their own limitations for a moment, their own structure mm-hmm. and outside of mm-hmm. that is everything else. And it, and, it, mm. and, it, and it's not their previous version of themselves. It, they're outside of it. You understand, and mm-hmm. and and they can't just express that straight away. That's a proper kind of whoa, and that's why yeah. they withdraw. And then it builds up inside them, and because no one's asking them about it, it builds up and builds up, and they it just. I think they get a huge neuropeptide rush. That's what it looks like from the outside. Mm. I mean, I can't mm. measure that, so it's just my own opinion, but. I've been mm-hmm. in scenarios where something like that's happened to me. So mm-hmm. that's my summarization based on my own experience. And then that's mm. when all the, because they have such an adrenal hit, it's like their adrenals dump, but they've got nowhere mm-hmm. to go. So they're not going to, it's not, they're not going to run away or hide or, or fight or anything. There's nothing to do because they're just sat there. Yeah. You know? Yep. Hence it comes out as lots of swearing usually as they just vent what's going on but that's mm. just the venting part of it and as the neuropeptide mm-hmm. rush kind of dies away again then they're left with this kind of clarity and and that's when they calm right down and start to express what it is so one guy like i say talked about wanting to be with his kids and his granddaughters he had never seen them by the way you know because he'd always been the weird old guy in prison um another yeah. another guy when he got past that rush he said when i get out i've got to get away from my family i've got to get away from my friends I've got, got to go away from the whole environment because you don't understand what I, w- I was brought up. I was brought up to believe that that was normal. It wasn't wrong. Yeah. It was normal. Uh, and then he was like, oh shit, you know, right is wrong and wrong is right. And it was like his whole head was completely, you know, and then he calmed down from all of that and said, right, that's mm-hmm. it. I'm in for a long time, but I'm wide awake. And I'm I'm mm. not going back in there. I'm staying out. I'm free, and I'm going to stay free, and I'm going to make all the changes that I need to make because that's all there is left. And that's when we can start to work out what what the person needs. Because for some people, it's it's how are they going to be? Because if in his case he's going to be in for a long time, it's it's not really about making plans for the outside. It, mm. It's enough. Mm. It's enough to be to have all the patience required to be inside to be honest, because they're generally very patient people. They have to be. Mm, have to be, exactly, by necessity, right? By necessity, they have to be. Otherwise, they're going to have a terrible time in there. Um, yeah. So for some people, it's how they're going to be. For some people, they may be within a year of getting out or whatever, or even weeks of getting out. And and mm-hmm. we make plans for that. And, it, you know, it's really nice when sometimes when it's the release day, they actually make a point of coming and finding us if we're in on that day just to say goodbye ah. before they go. And that's kind of nice as that's well. That's lovely. And it's nice for the others as yeah. well. You know, it's like, yeah, nice one on your way. 
don't forget rise yeah. up rise up continues out there you know go and tell yeah you. yeah exactly it doesn't stop tell your family tell your friends keep it going yeah so that's it's beautiful it's a really beautiful thing i feel very very privileged to be part of it yeah and you know when when it goes like last week we started a new program in in bristol and it was back to arms folded sitting back you know and who the are we anyway and we know that we'll play mm-hmm. that right down within an hour they're going to be <laughs> enjoying themselves and and all that now they're coming in they're shaking our hands they're wishing us good mm-hmm. there's other guys from previous um courses that we've run there because we've been pretty much in there mm-hmm. since september now in bristol okay like just back to back um so they're, they're coming along and they're they're always happy to see us they're always telling the guys mm. that they're going to really enjoy the course and stuff like that if it's a new course and it's just nice to know that you know they come along they want to tell us about their little successes you know along the way and like the, mm. the guy who got his lantern to his granddaughter that's all he wanted was to get that to her at visiting hours and and they were putting blocks there to stop it happening but he didn't in his own words rise up to it he just kept mm. it in his vision in his head very clear that his do- his granddaughter would be leaving visiting hours with the lantern and he managed to walk that lantern through the prison through the reception you know and and got it to her and they just let him go through all of those those steps when it came down to it so by not arguing and kicking off which would have been his previous mode uh he got a yeah the old to. behavior yeah so they see value in it you and know? a lot of I, and i'm gathering like there's a lot of um clarity of intention like obviously with you uh the facilitator but um it seems from what you i'm I'm, again um this is a mind read but from what you're telling me uh you're instilling the power of 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 holding that intentions uh firmly and clearly um you know because for 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 him to be able to achieve that he would have had to have completely changed the images he was holding in his mind right absolutely which is why we teach him about that on day one because that's what uh, it's all about. <coughs> so we give them the information, but we're, it's a bit, a bit like a proper NLP training. It's layered in and layered in and layered in until it makes sense. Mm, mm. And the I'm, I'm really curious about the uh, the hero's journey you mentioned. So twelve chapters, and and from when you mentioned chapter eight, I'm I'm, I'm again I'm, I'm having a, a guess here, but it's sounding like some collective consciousness archetypes that you move through is that fair to say or yeah that's exactly am I what kind it is. of yeah that's exactly what yeah it is. The, the same story's ah. being told throughout all time like right back mm-hmm. to the earliest the earliest story that exists that's that's been found that's that mm-hmm. that's you know there's bound to have been earlier ones but um it, i can't remember the name of it ash ash remembers it he's read it um it's from mesopotamia and it's like a, a mm-hmm. grand adventure story um, but since then, all the story they're all the same. Whether you're going for uh, the Medusa's head or the Golden Fleece or the Sword Out of mm-hmm. the Stone or the Elixir of Life or the Jedi powers, mm-hmm. it's always the same story. It's always the same story. There's always mm-hmm. they're always at home, but something's not quite right, mm-hmm. and that's like tattooing, isn't it? You know, for the original Star Wars because that was written to the Twelve Steps deliberately. So, so that's you know tattooing right. happening. Then there's a call to venture, so the robot turns up with a distress signal. Then there's the refusal mm-hmm. of the call, so they're going to ignore that and they're going to wipe the droid the next day. Then you've got the mentor mm-hmm. turns up, so that's Obi-Wan. Um, then, mm-hmm. then he starts to cross the threshold between the known 
into the unknown and he starts to do a little bit of you know training and preparation for the journey um and then uh you know friends become foes and foes become friends like who's mm-hmm. who you know is han solo mm. is he is he like you know a bad man is he gonna just dump them all in space or yeah i mean he looks a bit shady you know but mm. I, whereas you know so friends become foes and foes and it's like that for for people i know when i when i totally changed my life you know um many years ago now lots of people that i thought were friends just kind of dropped away you know and mm. that's just how it is whereas i met some new people and some of the people are least suspected of being lifelong friends you know really mm-hmm. are you know so there's all of that kind of mm. friends you got all the preparation and then you got the death and rebirth so in in star wars that was uh where they get into the trash compactor and it's crushing them and then he's grabbed by some sort of weird monster and dragged underneath and he's gone and that's the mm. end but if the story ended there mm-hmm. it's not so good that's where horror stories end they just go somewhere horrible and yeah. end <laughs> yeah it's not much yeah, yeah. but in the trash not not so much rebirth not so much rebirth right yeah exactly yeah. whereas he kind of emerges mm. back from the water doesn't he and he's back mm. you know rocky doesn't stay mm. knocked out he gets back up mm-hmm. there's always they're either physically mm. dead or or metaphorically dead at that stage and, yes. then, and then come back and then they seize the sword they get the thing mm. um and mm-hmm. you know and then they're on the road back and they'll always be mm-hmm. Uh, it's called resurrection there'll always be one last challenge you know where bruce willis in die hard he's done all the thing and he's he's up on the roof and he's got his bloody vest and he's knackered it's all over but oh no here comes the helicopter with the russian dude on oh no there's one more battle he's got to go fisty puffs face to face with the guy there's always one last challenge like that and then as a result of that you return with the magic elixir back to home and it starts all over again so that's that's the kind of journey so that's what we're taking them on you know, they're there mm-hmm. in prison and something's not right, is it? And and at first there's the, exactly. who are you anyway kind of thing. There's the refusal to the call, but we're the mentors. Mm-hmm. And then we prepare them and then mm-hmm. we take them on this magical journey into the unknown um, in mm. which they face all their friends and foes inside themselves and everything else. And as a result of all of that stuff, we we help to to get them to make more consistent decisions that they're in control of. and And that's... That's what it's all about, isn't it? There's always going to be decisions that are in your control, mm. no matter what the scenario, and there's always going to be decisions that aren't, and it's not worth thinking about the ones that aren't in your control. I mean, there's a there's a guy called uh, Marcus Aurelius, you know, he was a Roman emperor, um, and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he wrote that every day he wrote three columns. First column was what was in his control, second was what was sort of in his control, and the third column was what was not in his control. And he basically did mm-hmm. nothing about either of the last two columns there. He only did stuff about the stuff that was in his control each day. And that's how he was so mm. successful. And that's kind mm. of, I, I buy a lot into that. You know, that's kind of how I operate sure. a lot of the time. I do what I can. And stuff that's not in my control right now might be in the future, but right now today, it's not something I can do. Yeah, and then the the energy... Uh... It's going to be a futile, futile waste of energy to totally. to even start to consider the 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 third, definitely the third um, column, but and then certainly the second uh, to an extent too, right? Yeah, the second column is is gonna <clears throat> become something that they're either in control of or not. It's just that, yeah, you know, yeah. Once it becomes in the For control sure. column, they can do something about it. Otherwise, it moves mm. into the not in control column, and there was nothing they could have done about it anyway. It, in which case, let it go. Let it go, you know. 
But there, therein lies the challenge at times, right? Well, yeah, I used to cry <laughs> to do lots of things. <laughs> yeah, <indeed. laughs> I used to try and do lots of things that weren't in my control, and I, I was not achieving them. I'd end up really, you know, frustrated about it. But actually, mm-hmm. there's always going to be more things, especially as I got more successful. You know, at first, mm. <coughs> excuse me, there's always going to be stuff to do, and there's just loads of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And I have loads mm-hmm. of time, though, because I'm not mm-hmm. really doing other things. But then as I became more and more successful, there's actually less and less free time available. And then I have to That's get right. more efficient. And then I get more efficient, but then there's still more and more stuff and less time available. There comes a point at which no matter how much I do, there's going to be stuff that I'm not going to get done that day. That's right. So some stuff that I thought it's... was important turns out it wasn't. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. So it's as kind of in the shifts. yeah, exactly. So it's kind of in the source of mm. in control column. That you know, what I mean, it's, if it's not important, it wasn't important. It's a waste of energy. Yeah, yeah, quite true. And 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 this is interesting. Like relating all of that to. Um, yeah, some of the frames of thinking that I, I know you you and I subscribe to, um, like cause and effect. Is that something that you introduce to these um, to these people uh, through through that? Yeah, oh, it goes up um, on the board and it goes up on the wall. Yeah, they have to get that contact. Cool. And it, cool. everyone buys into it as well. You know, all the practitioners that go in and do things, we're all very different people, but we're all drinking from the same cup. So if they bring up mm-hmm, the cause and effect mm-hmm. thing, it doesn't matter who they are, who's in there. It could be a gong bath, mm-hmm. but they're still in mm-hmm, the cause mm-hmm. and effect. So mm. it's it's the same message coming from everyone, and it gives them a fix. Yeah, you know? yeah. You, you might resonate more unified with front. someone else, or you might resonate more with someone else than me. It makes no difference, really. Because mm. it is all about cause and effect. And they've got to get that into their head because they are causing the reality that they're living. It's simple as. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So if someone goes, well, you know, I, uh, I earn more money than you. I say, like, oh, do you now? Okay, so, so what? You got, you got ten grand in three hours. Yeah, 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 okay. So, but you're doing ten years. So, that works out at about you know a squillionth of a penny an hour. <laughs> yeah, I said yeah, that last yeah. week, and we all just <laughs> burst out laughing because the, that's the truth. <laughs> It is. It is. It's irrefutable. Yeah, yeah. Just put it on the board, divided it by 365, and then divided it by eight hours days. <laughs> and 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 I guess taking responsibility on that level um, is is going to be so beneficial as well um, to assist them to to move from where they're at. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not about money at the end of the day. I mean, you know, no, no. money sucks. Totally get that. Mm-hmm. Having no money at mm-hmm. all totally sucks. But mm-hmm. once you have that covered, because that's part of the good lives model, is it assumes that that's actually happening. Otherwise, it's not. Mm-hmm. But once that's covered, mm-hmm. then then what do you want? And we all sort of want the same things, really. Um, it's not money, because sometimes they say, oh, I just want loads of money. Loads of money. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, so you, you just like collecting pictures of the queen and looking at her, do you? you know <laughs> no 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 that's pretty weird okay so what do you want and they and they always mm-hmm. you know they want to support their family for example someone said that i just want to support my family and then i should be like well you know how's that working out for you you, you know wake up you're in prison you're not supporting your family mm-hmm. <laughs> so where does that get you but mm-hmm. we all want the same things you know we all we all want to be healthy we all want a bit of knowledge and to be known for that even if it's you know do you know 
Joey Biles on the estate. Oh yeah, I know Joey Biles. You know what I'm saying? It's just knowledge. It's, it's mm. we all want to be known for knowing stuff. We all want to have excellence in in hobbies and stuff like that. We all want to do that. We all want to have a skill that we're known for having. You know, we all want a bit of recognition and appreciation. Yeah, right? that's it. A bit of autonomy. You know, freedom from turmoil mm-hmm. and stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do you want? Mm-hmm. Um, intimacy. You know, between two people, mm-hmm. a kind of me and you mm-hmm. thing. And then a bigger scale of community, whatever that is. Like, so if someone mm. goes, I don't care about the community, it's like, well, you just told me you were in a gang. Isn't that your community? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You see, because we all want the same things, you know, a bit of pleasure, you know, oh, to feel ultimately. good right now, you know, and, and expression, self-expression and stuff. So we all want, we all want those things. Basically, there's no difference between, on that level, there's no difference between, you know, uh, a pharmacist who gets up and works in a pharmacy and distributes drugs mm-hmm. or a drug dealer mm-hmm. who gets up and mm-hmm. distributes mm-hmm. drugs. If you put the legality mm-hmm. of it away, they're, they're actually, mm-hmm. they're trying to achieve the same thing. They're trying to get their needs met and, mm-hmm. and they can get them mm-hmm. met in different ways. They don't have to um, get them met the way that they discovered. That was just a strategy along the way that worked for a while, but ultimately that's that's not going to be something that works for them long term really so mm. it's just getting outside of that box mm. that's, that's what we do mm. yeah and 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 you've got that roadmap that you've 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 developed and 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 clearly a refining which is a testament to you and now um holland on the horizon so this is interesting just from a i i, I guess um i know we don't have a ton of time left. So if I just, um, what I'm interested just in, in uh, mental imagery. So starting off in in um, in the UK, where what kind of what kind of uh, magnitude of like the, the size of the prison system there, and and what is it looking like as far as Holland in comparison? Uh, what do you mean? How many prisons are there? Yeah. Yeah, what what what's what is the opportunity looking like? Well, it, it, because the the nature of it, there's a, there's just over a hundred prisons in the UK. <coughs> mm-hmm. We've been about in about twelve of them, including Ashworth High Security mm-hmm. Mental Hospital. Mm. You know, that's where they keep the mm-hmm. real freaks, if you like. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so there's like I say, there's about ten or twelve that we're in at the moment, and mm-hmm. then there's more. There's about four more that are starting to contact us and say you know we've heard about this we're interested in that and it, it's just a mm. slow spread so i've been able to take one of my own graduates into into the prisons recently and she's smashing it so that's Brilliant. it she's she's now set up and that's part of her establishing her new career on the go which is mm-hmm. great and there's about three others that i would heartily put forwards at this point so um obviously as it spreads we can't just be in all of them um no that's that's the thing um in in holland the interesting difference is that they've closed a third of the prisons since 2010 because they're working with them and they're working with the people and and because ah. of that they're not going back they've gone the, the reoffending rate's gone down from 80 percent to 20 percent so mm. which is huge that's not small that's huge that's unbelievable yeah hence they've closed the prisons you know and closing a third of the prisons saves them millions just one guy in the uk costs like at least 50 grand to keep that's uk pounds 
50 grand annually right yeah and that doesn't take into account the the police the social services the probation services the courts i mean the cost is huge and they obviously if they're mm. if they're out then they're also working on top of not costing money they're actually contributing to society Con- yeah and, yeah that's right and doing all of that so so they're very invested already in the process mm-hmm. um so holland mm-hmm. looks like it's going ahead it was set up as rise up europe in the first place with the idea of start there and then rise up the world but each country has its own mm-hmm. issues so in america for example we had a few inquiries but actually um well the, the way it's set up there is that it's it's kind of private so uh it's a mm. money-making scheme you know and yeah yeah what i didn't know until eight weeks back was that the 13th mm-hmm. amendment of the constitution of the usa says that mm-hmm. people can no longer be slaves unless they're a criminal it was written in so actually uh... you can be a slave in america and a lot of these big prisons are built on the old plantations so mm. i've so i've seen footage of old black guys with hoes working the fields on the plantations mm-hmm. not only the not getting paid but they'll be punished if they don't do it um mm. just so that sunny orange delight can have their orange juice or you know uh, victoria's secret can have their sexy underwear or microsoft can have their mouses packed uh, and it goes on and on and on. There's just, you know, DFS furniture. It's all made by, you know, by slaves in prison for nothing. And, and so, so I had heard of I had heard of this in the States. So there's a difference in, in how, um, how, how, how that's corporately set up um, in the UK versus the US. Is that correct? Oh, completely different. Yeah, it's completely different. Uh, when, well, after okay. the, after the, the uh, war, the American war, um, the, the South was knackered. And they were let, mm-hmm. and they were freeing all the slaves as well. So they pressured the government because they were going to be all completely screwed, and that's why they wrote in the Thirteenth Amendment so they could then mm. do them and then take them back onto the plantations and make them work for them. Uh, and that's still the way it is until that changes. That's that's kind of how it is there, really. So they, when we told them about what we're doing, they suddenly backpedaled and they're like, "No, no, we can't be." I'll be doing that, having them leave and yeah. stay out. What are we going to do? We need this workforce. So I was quite. That's shocked. right. This is this is a part of this is actually, uh, if not the backbone, then at least many of the vertebrae in within the spine of corporate America. Yeah, it is like yeah. So it'll take a while to wow. to, to get onto it. There. Meanwhile, we will just do what we can do. You know, elsewhere. That's, that's mm. we'll go wherever people will have us basically that's that's the thing yeah and and, and ultimately there's there there's a ton of opportunity if, if you're not looking there there's plenty elsewhere um to help where um that help that that will be wholeheartedly accepted right yeah absolutely yeah so that's our yeah. plan that's our plan giving people quality of life you know it's very satisfying work how exciting yeah that's absolutely absolutely brilliant, Mark. Um, I know I know we've got a limited time today, so I, I I you know I'm figuring we're pretty close to our allotted um, time. I just want to check in right now if there's anything specific. Like I know knowing you're an NLP trainer, any events you've got coming up or anything you wanted to mention, um, you know, to the listeners just to 
yeah, how they can get in touch with you or what you've got coming up in the near future? Well, obviously, my next my next actual training is um, starts on June the sixth. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm always very excited about about that, um, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to do a master prac immediately after that. So June is is pretty full on. And big one, month. Um, yeah, and then and then one of my big things for later in the year really is that um, I've gone all out with the UK Hypnosis Convention, which is the sixth to the eighth of November. Um, mm-hmm. And last year I presented uh, as close as I could towards quantum consciousness, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. there was such a buzz about the thing uh, that they asked me, "Where does it go?" after that Mm -hmm. so this year i'm presenting um for the first time i'm presenting a thing which which i'm calling the human interactive system and Mm. i'm gonna literally strip milton down to like a dozen words predominantly one Uh, (laughs) and and tell them all about it and how it works in language and bring everyone into one shared consciousness together, which is as far as I got them last time. So that was the big trip that I got them on. I got them to acknowledge it, that it was happening. Um, I did it very casually in the prison last week, so obviously anyone can get it. (laughs) Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Testing the waters in in, in different demographics, right? Yeah, absolutely. So they got it. They asked me about it, so I just went, yeah, okay, let's do it then. Give you a 30-second blast and see how you, you get on with it. So they did. So I'm I'm going to take people right into that space, but this time I'm going to get them active. So it's one thing to to observe the gateway through to what I might call quantum consciousness, uh, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. a lot of people when they get there, they they seem to freeze and not be able to speak into what they're actually witnessing. Uh, I want to get mm-hmm. people to actually free themselves up and be in a state where they can actually walk and talk and chew gum and, and everything else in that state and avoid all the um, obfuscation that language mm-hmm. can bring to people from time to time. Mm. What I call curlicues, you know, that's curlicues are like all the little curvy things on kind of Victorian and, and Georgian buildings that are like these extra little scrolly things that on the outsides of buildings that don't do anything structurally to the building. They're, mm-hmm. just, they're just there to look mm-hmm. nice. Um and I think, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of language is effectively just curlicues, just people hiding behind ah. words that don't actually do anything, whereas a six-year-old child doesn't speak with that language. Um, and that's the youngest client I've had is six uh, so far. Yeah. So, And yeah, I had a nine-year-old yep. two weeks back who let go of all her anxiety and pain within 20 minutes. She actually had physical pain. Wow. Well. By creating a future version of herself that was going to exist. And then stepping into it and having it, it shows. Oh wow! Shows how flexibility and consciousness can really, you know. I just said this is the way it is, so let's do that. And she just went right, okay. So she took all the pain and made it the size of a marble the first time, and then the size yeah. of a pea the second time, and the size of a yeah. uh, grain of rice the third time. And then when I tried yeah. to do it with a grain of sand, she was like, "No, it's gone." I was like, "What? It's, I haven't finished yet." Well, and did, like, no, it's gone. Did. When you when you're doing a process like that, this is this is a great great um, 
great to hear when you're doing a process like that was that were you getting the kinesthetic involved like actually visually were you getting the like the the client to use their hands or was it purely visual i'm, I'm really curious she imagined a version of her sitting in the seat in front of her in two minutes time in which those mm-hmm. things came into existence so that pain would reduce to the size of a marble was the first one um and when she so just just visual vi- when she visualized it she saw what it would be like looking out of those eyes what she would hear what she would feel and then when she was uh, quite clear on it she just stepped right in and stepped took in it and then just carried on each time doing doing the same process again and again Oh, so almost like created a dissociated version, stepped in and became associated and then just follow that on like a a babushka doll almost. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And (laughs) and I've had a lot of success with pain. That's one of the things that pain and amnesia seem to be two things that I do a lot of. I just seem to, I just seem to do it like really easy. So they're, they're kind of like my little trip. So if you forget how to crave a cigarette, for example, it's gone. You know, it's gone. What, uh, what other point yeah. is there to smoking? <laughs> if you can't remember how to crave, it's kind of like whoops. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, and, and what, and what a, what a great strategy, right? Well, it's what I did with myself in 1997, so that's why I know it works. Um, yeah. And I still saved the money, even even though it's that long ago now. So that's what that's that's 23 years ago, isn't it? So it's only like 15 pounds a week. But, you know, because now it'd be more money. But I just chuck it in a satellite yeah, yeah, account yeah. and forget about it. But one of the trips to Australia, I could have I could have smoked, but I didn't. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, obviously if, if it helps someone to give up cocaine, then it piles up a lot quicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Mark, tell the listeners how they can find you, um, you know, where's the best point of access for that? Uh, it's very easy. My website's nlptraining.org.uk. Um, mm-hmm. You can find mm-hmm. me there. There's there's a contact form. People want to get in touch with me. They're welcome to get in touch with me. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, even if I've, I've, I've helped people via Skype, even uh, in, in other countries. So language is the only barrier. Um, yeah, yeah. As long as someone can speak English. I mean, to be honest, I could do it without the language barrier if if someone was there with an interpreter to tell them what to do next, because I've done that as well. But mm. you know, it's kind of unusual circumstances. But I'm just always mm-hmm. up for communication. If anyone wants to come to the uh, the hypnosis convention, because that's great down there. It's really exciting to be amongst people who are pushing out the limits of of what consciousness is. Um, then, yeah. Then by all means, get in touch. I can even get them a ten percent discount on that. Uh, beautiful and that's the sixth sixth to the eighth right of november yeah 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 Yeah. down in london yeah okay so we'll make sure we include all of that in in the show notes mark mcdermott thank you so much for joining me uh in this conversation it's been a lot of fun yeah it's been great thanks for your time and um yeah rock and roll let's listen to the next ones when you make them yeah thank you so much mark cheers you're welcome mate